Good evening, everybody. It is Odian Welch here from Edmonton, Alberta. And this is the first podcast that I am posting. And I'm going to make it really short because although there is going to be a lot of different people featured on this podcast, I wanted to make sure there was a quick daily pod, so to speak, to let people know what life like an entrepreneur is really like. Because often people will ask me, like, what do your days look like? Or what's the hardest part? Or what's the best part? There's all sorts of things. And I sometimes I procrastinate. That's something entrepreneurs do sometimes. And I wish I had posted this after my official book launch into chapters on Sunday. So since that's happened, I have been dealing with a lot of different emotions that I did not expect because part of me knew I was going to get there because I believed in myself. And the other part of me was like, oh my gosh, this actually happened. So it's okay to be shocked when you get there in your hopes and dreams, but also know that you worked really hard for it. So today was Thursday and I'm in a course for the next couple of weeks. So I rushed out the door to get to my course after I did my morning routine, uh, a protein shake with some brain food, went to my course. My lunch hour consisted of me making um, follow-up calls just on like medical appointments and personal things. And in the course, I was a bad student and was sending out a bunch of different emails that I needed for an upcoming event. There's no two days that are the same. So sometimes I might tell you about my day. Sometimes I might tell you about the emotions I'm feeling, if I'm angry or sad, or just kind of the roller coaster of being an entrepreneur that I think a lot of us miss out on because we just see someone ending up at the final result. So I'm really excited to share my journey with you guys. I'm not just the beginning at the entrepreneur, I'm kind of in like the middle hitting momentum phase, but this will be really exciting to share this uh, story with you guys. And if you have any questions or you wanna know a certain aspect of my day, feel free to ask. Up in the next couple of weeks, we're just coordinating schedules and I'm really excited to bring them to you because we're gonna get some big name celebrities from the Edmonton area in here, and then we're eventually going to go outside of that. So I look forward to talking to all of you guys. Have a great day, and remember, you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. Let's break through all the results and all the negativity. Have a great day. Hey, you guys. It's Odie and Welch here. I apologize. It's the morning after day three, and I did not post to you guys about what the day was like yesterday. So you're going to get two posts today. You're going to get one in the morning, and then you're going to get one at night. So day three was a Saturday. It was very interesting because I actually got to spend the morning running for gorillas and raising money. So running in a gorilla suit is a lot harder than I thought, (laughs) but it was really fun. I love being able to give back my time and money to charities for really good causes. And why not let's save the gorillas because they're really cute and fuzzy. So after that, I actually went to a video shoot to film some of the last videos for uh some e-learning programs that i'm doing and we were filming them outside however we ran into every technical situation so it was really interesting to see the things that can happen if you don't fully check mark everything so i'm one of those big people who wants to leave everything in everyone else's hands and i want to trust someone when i delegate something however every once in a while i remember that people don't think things as seriously as i do so our start time ended up being a couple hours late because we needed random parts or this or that sorry i am in my neighborhood right now and one of my neighborhood children is very rambunctious today so if you're hearing screaming that is why so it was interesting we went and did so we filmed these videos and i left my hazards on because of the area that we were in 
I was parked somewhere where I wasn't sure if it was parking or not, and my car wouldn't start. <laughs> and it just came from the shop, so I was like, oh my gosh. And AMA or SDA, whatever you want to call it, was not answering the phone. I was on hold for two hours, messaging everybody, and I was frustrated by the situation because if I was just able to call AMA and get through, then I could do work on my phone, that kind of thing, because we needed to move locations. And I couldn't. Instead, I was spending my time on the phone. So as an entrepreneur, the more you get into an entrepreneur, the more you see when time is not being utilized. So for me, sitting there, calling AMA, not going through, not going through, not going through, was not the best use of my time. So that was really hard to accept that there was a few hours where I was literally just on the phone on hold. And while I was on hold, at least I was sending out texts and that kind of thing. But the phone line wasn't going through. So we ended up being able to finish the rest of the videos eventually. However, me being able to end videos at 5 now became me ending videos at 9 after I finally got someone to come and boost me. So the thing is, the lesson of that day was, and then I had to go run around and go see some do some things and came home and wrote some podcasts and then fell asleep before I could write this for you guys, sorry, write blogs and then do this podcast. So the the thing that I'm trying to just emphasize is time is your most valuable asset as an entrepreneur and even just not as an entrepreneur, but as a human. So when you start recognizing your time and how precious precious it is and the things that you can do with your time and the great impacts you can make in the world with your time, doing things like sitting on hold becomes very frustrating and I understand it's part of the process however if it's something you can delegate delegate because the world needs you and there is someone who does like doing those things like staying on hold so just figure out what your greatest strengths are and figure out what you can delegate and just be really aware of your time and know it's okay to say no to things if they don't vibe with where you're going so if someone asks you to maybe attend, I always say a two-year-old's birthday party because I get asked to go to those lots for six hours, but that's time that you could be working on your business or let's say cleaning your house is something that's really important to you, whatever it is, looking for jobs because you're trying to find a new job, editing your resume, um, looking up business plans, writing your business plan, whatever it is, it's okay to say no to those things if it's not taking you in the direction that you want to go to. So... Unless, like, somehow at the two-year-old's birthday party, you can make it so it secretly work. Know it's okay to say no to things. And know that sometimes time isn't going to go the way you want it to. But you just have to accept it and go through the emotions. So with that, I am going to tell you to have a great day. You will hear from me this evening as I tell you the Daily Grind Part 4. Hey, you guys. Odian Welch here. Welcome to Day 4 of the Daily Grind. Well, we're about five minutes to midnight on Sunday, and it's actually Mother's Day as well. What I didn't tell you guys this morning is I knew I was not going to see my mother today. I had told her a couple days ago that I had a lot of tasks that were weighing me down, and I wanted to get through them. Also, my mother drives me crazy. (laughs) So I just gave her a quick call and told her that I would take her out next week when I was in her area, because her area is on the other side of the city. And I'm already there a couple times a week. So I didn't want to take the one day where I had absolutely nothing to do. I could log into church from online and get everything done that I needed to do. Because I'm a huge believer in your business that it's the little things when they're ignored long enough that become the big things. And I knew I had some little things like, you know, blog posts and 
organizing that, checking my analytics, that fun stuff that no one tells you what as an entrepreneur to do. Because looking at my calendar, I was not going to get an opportunity to have more than an hour unattended to myself for about three more weeks because I have a lot of events coming up. So I made that decision. See, the thing as an entrepreneur is it's okay to say no to things sometimes. Mother's Day, for example, it can be any day that we choose it to be. And for me, it was an opportunity to recharge and refocus and just work on all the things on me that I needed to be working on so that I could be a good person and a good daughter. So you guys just know that as an entrepreneur, there's going to be times where it's special days and you might have to put your business first. Just make sure you balance that out and you're not making every holiday and everything a day. I know it's a challenge, but if you listen to your gut, you listen to your business and you listen to the momentum that you have on it, you will eventually get there. So know that I'm really proud of all of you guys for sticking to your guns and hopefully you had a great Mother's Day and a great Sunday. Hey you guys, Odian Welch here from The Daily Grind. I think we're on day five now. It is a Monday. So exciting, yay! Okay, so it is about 10 minutes to midnight and I'm logging in with you guys. I have been on the go since about seven this morning because of my morning routine that I'm still kind of working on tweaking, but it's still very important to me. I notice I have the best mornings when I do my morning routine and they just kind of give me the gumsha and motivation to be able to do late nights and get up at seven in the morning and go to midnight and know that I'm going to be up at 7 a.m. tomorrow. So today was interesting. It's been so long. It feels like a week, but it's been really great. I am actually, I don't know if I've told you guys, I'm taking a course right now and it was a good reality check that although I think I'm busy sometimes, I'm not always doing the things that I need to do for my business. And I'm the only one who can move my business forward. So even mentors and coaches like myself need mentors and coaches to make them be accountable because I'm really good at making everybody else accountable. But sometimes I fail to drop the ball on myself sometimes. So it's really great to have a team that supports you. Today was, you know, some learning, some working, and also uh, I always try to tell you guys to make sure you spend some time with your family, so I stopped in with my grandparents just for about 15 minutes because I was in the area just to give them a quick hi, you know, let them know I'm still alive. So I think sometimes as an entrepreneur, the reason I bring that up is because we think, oh my gosh, I have to spend all this time with my family or I'm missing out on all these moments. However, I think when you become an entrepreneur, Each minute counts so much more. So even though I only saw my grandparents for about 15 minutes, I ate, we talked about things, they showed me things, and we really made um, a mission, so to speak. Like, we, we connected more instead of thinking, oh, we have all day and sit there and watch TV. We talked about so many different topics that it made it feel like I was there for hours and I rushed out the door. So... The thing is, don't worry that you're not spending hours and hours with people. Look at the quality time that you're spending with people. So I still have a couple more things that I want to get done. I'm still working on a couple more blog posts for everybody. And uh, and I'm finalizing the interview schedule for the next two weeks. So you're not going to be hearing just me soon. You're going to be hearing a lot of fabulous people. Tomorrow, maybe as well, I'll touch on my morning routine because it's really simple And sometimes I read all these morning routines and they just really convolute it. I know it probably took me 
to the second year of being an entrepreneur to really grasp the morning routine because I was trying to do what everybody else is doing. So just know that it's about what works for you and what gets you motivated and what can help you do the long days that are randomly necessary as an entrepreneur. Okay, talk soon. Hear you, see you guys tomorrow. Well, I guess you'll hear from me tomorrow. Have a great night. Hey, you guys. Odin Welch here with the Daily Grind, day six. woo So it's a Tuesday today. I am really biased to Tuesday. I think it's the best day of the week and does not get enough credit. You know, people get a really good sleep on Monday because they didn't sleep well on Sunday because they mess up their sleep schedule on the weekend. Everything's cheap. Where I'm from, pasta Tuesday, movie Tuesday, grocery Tuesday, gas. Like, I think gas is on sale too. Everything's on sale. I just love it. I love a good deal. So today, actually, the daily grind, there's so many different things I could talk about. I know I promised I was going to talk about my morning routine so i'll just touch on that quickly but i also want to tell you guys about the power of asking as well so uh just to touch on my morning routine because i did it again this morning it actually made me a couple minutes late because i hit snooze that's not part of the daily routine but it does happen more often than i would like so my daily routine is i actually listen to affirmations so i have a couple podcasts that i prefer i do like the ones by the creators and it's about a seven minute video and I just listen to really positive podcasts first thing in the morning or affirmations and I do some exercises. I can't say I do exercises the whole seven minutes because I might lay there for a minute and, and enjoy thinking positive things, but I'll get up, I'll do some jumping jacks, a couple burpees, a couple planks, nothing too vigorous just enough to kind of get my blood flowing um then i get ready and i stop and i have a smoothie before i leave the house uh, i currently right now am on the isogenics train i do find it gives me more energy and i mix it with juice brain power j-o-o-s on instagram their brain power is amazing it's filled with avocado and it really just wakes my brain up and so while I walk to my car, I listen to a Darren Hardy, daily with Darren Hardy. On the weekends, I listen to John Maxwell. It's about two to five minutes, depending on the day. And I just really put myself in a positive mindset because it's really easy as an entrepreneur to get distracted. So that actually kind of leads me to the next thing about positive mindset. See, the best thing we can do for our business and catapult our business into places we never imagined is actually asking. And the reason I say that is because there was a couple of projects I wanted to take on. Um, I felt intimidated. I was like, am I really ready for this? I don't know. I've never done that before, but I knew I was ready. I was just scared and that little fear was kind of coming into my head. So I just took a chance and I had asked and it worked out way better than I'd ever imagined. And so now a lot of projects, which soon will be revealed, the ball is rolling on them. And all it took me was me asking. And so one thing I really like, it's a TED Talks and it's the 100 days of rejection challenge. And so if someone says no to him, he says, why? So I just reminded myself, I watched that TED Talks before I did those big scary calls and emails and got them out of the way. And it's crazy that when you ask with genuine intent, and being authentic and because it's trying to create goals and you know that what you can do can add value to others 
there is no rejection. So believe in yourself, have faith in yourself, and know that you are going to kick butt out there. Take a moment, um, whatever little win you had today, just take a moment and acknowledge it and be grateful, even if it was just asking for extra sugar in your coffee. Take the little wins with stride because eventually the little wins become big wins and I know you guys got it. Talk soon. Hey everybody, it is Odian Welch here on the Daily Grind, day seven. Wow, so exciting. We made a whole week together. So it is Thursday. Today wasn't a regular Thursday for me. The only thing that happened that was regular was that I saw my personal trainer. I have learned the hard way that if you do not have a healthy body, you can't do anything. And it really hurts your business. Last year, um, I was going through some health problems and I was taking on the game for about three months and it was like starting all over again. It was really hard. So now I make a solid effort to make sure I'm taking care of my physical health as well as like I you guys I think everyone knows that I'm a big advocate for mental health but sometimes it's really easy to just not want to go to the gym or not eat healthy and yes I fall off the wagon (laughs) but the most important part is that you get back on because you'll always get to the destination if you get back on the wagon um so what else happened today I met with a lawyer actually I'm looking at launching some new programs so I just wanted to go over the legal aspects that kind of fun stuff. And I secured a couple more interviews for people who are going to be on the podcast, as well as people who are going to be featured in my next book. So that is really exciting. I also live in Edmonton in case someone is listening outside that's in Alberta, which is in Canada, depending on where you are in the world. We have a mosquito epidemic right now. It is atrocious. And you cannot go anywhere without getting bit. So... That was a bad idea, leaving the gym with the mosquitoes that we're having. (laughs) That's my funny story. So, uh, you guys, it's about to be a long weekend here where I am. I am so excited. Long weekends for me mean I get a lot of work done, and I always feel really refreshed and rejuvenated because I just kind of put my nose to the grindstone. Um, I deal with my house. I deal with everything on a long weekend. And so I'm really excited for the long weekend. If you guys want, tell me how you deal with your long weekends and tell me how you take care of your body. Like, do you do some yoga in the morning? Do you do some exercises? Is your exercise lifting up the remote? Because we might have to talk. Anyways, um, have a great day and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. Hey, you guys. Day eight of the daily grind. We are here again. Okay, I always get told I should not sing, but I love to do it anyways, and that was more of a, I'm bringing the 90s R&B jump up music back. Like, does anyone else remember Chris Rock? I don't know. Or not Chris Brown, Chris Cross. You remember? Chris Cross. Gonna make it jump, jump. Okay, (laughs) so that's the end of that horrible intro today. Uh, So day eight of the Daily Grind. It's Friday here. It's a long weekend. So the thing is, um, as an entrepreneur, you get to control your day. You get to do whatever you want. And today I wanted to have kind of a chilled day, but get a lot of things done. Um, I went to an event this afternoon just to make sure I was really maximizing my social media. It was about like, you know, social media photos, that kind of thing. And it's nice to go to those events, even when you think you've got it, because someone will always say a really good idea. So even if you think you're like the pro bee's knees at something, 
go and hear what other people have to say, learn about new apps, learn about new technology, because we live in a world that is constantly evolving. Um, I ended up having lunch with a girlfriend that I do business with that we just haven't seen each other in ages. So that was really nice. And kind of just have like a slack afternoon, you know. Uh, but because I did that, there is a few things that are due. And so now I'm doing emails at nine o'clock on a Friday of a long weekend. So yes, I had a day that was not stressful in any way. It was really enjoyable, all that fun jazz, but now my evening is the opposite of it. So, and don't get me wrong, I actually like working at night more. You'll hear a lot of people who say, get up early and get all your work done. But I'm one of those people that likes working kind of by the moonlight, that fun jazz. So my kind of tip for you guys today is when you control your own schedule, make sure you balance it out. You know, don't have too much fun, but don't work too hard because it's crazy like that. And my other tip is to make sure you're always learning. Like your brain is so important and it does not get enough recognition. You know, we always get told to go to the gym, work out, strong heart, but you got to have a strong mind. So when it comes to your business, just take up any information you can. Yeah, sometimes you might end up sitting through something and you want to roll your eyes and are bored out of your mind because you think you know more than the teacher, but you might meet someone in the audience who is really cool. So just embrace that. And if you are where I am, have a great long weekend. Hey, you guys, it's day nine of the daily grind. Woo woo. So it's a Saturday and Saturdays, especially on a long weekend, mean events, mean people, mean there's so much to do and it is overwhelming. Here's the thing. If you are frustrated that you have to go to events, that is excellent because that means your mindset is finally switching to that of an entrepreneur. You are finally putting your business first if you're thinking, well, I want to get this done and I want to get this done and how is this accelerating my business sitting at a barbecue? That is excellent that that's how you're thinking. So don't be mad at yourself for being frustrated about it. Be ecstatic that you're finally not just thinking of yourself as an employee if you're thinking okay if I go to these three events today how tired am I going to be tomorrow how much work can I still get done that's great that you're now thinking long term if not don't worry eventually you'll get there so for those of us that are kind of like you know don't want to be everywhere but also want to be like in front of our laptops or selling our soap or whatever it is know that you still need to attend events sometimes And no, not just networking events. I mean the barbecues and the things with your friends because your friends like to see you. They really do. And sometimes you never know who you can meet. They could actually propel your business forward. It's also a nice clarity of your brain because a lot of your friends, let's face it, they don't want to hear about your business. They're sick about hearing about it. So it forces you to not have to talk about it. And you might hear something that makes you click or you might just go out of your shell. Uh, That it's hard. Trust me, it is so hard, but it's just something that needs to be done and do it in small segments or streamline it. So let's say it's long weekend barbecue time and everyone's going to a barbecue. Take a couple minutes and say, okay, where are all these barbecues? Okay, I'll block out three hours from my schedule and go to all the ones that are close to each other. Kind of like Christmas Day when you broke, broke up with your ex and the kids don't want to go there and you got to do eight Christmas dinners. Think of it like that, but do it so it relaxes you. And if you can, I like to listen to uh, podcasts, i.e. this one, <laughs> um, when I'm driving or audiobooks, just so I still feel like I'm doing something productive in between things. 
It's really hard when you have satellite radio, though, not to blast the satellite radio. So if you find that you're listening to satellite radio more than you are your audio, maybe it's time to cancel the satellite radio. I know it sucks, but just until you're a million dollar earner, then everything will be great. Have a great day, you guys. Hey, you guys, Odie here, Daily Grind, day 11. It is Sunday. I hope my dishwasher's not showing up in the back. I'm doing dishes right now. It's the end of the day. So it's Sunday where I am, still the long weekend. I went to church this morning and it was nice because I actually hadn't gone for a couple weeks and it just kind of recentered me. So for whoever is listening, whatever religion you are, whatever spirit you are, even if it's nothing, make sure you take the opportunities to recenter yourself no matter how busy life gets. The best part about going to church for me is I actually go with one of those like family members that's 10th of a family member, but I really enjoy spending time with her and we both get a lot out of the service. So that is always fabulous. Um, Other than that, I was having a reset day. I did some cleaning. Um, I'm working on a few upcoming projects that I keep telling you guys about. So that's taking up a lot of my time. Uh, but also so does getting lost in the whole of social media. So don't think that the best entrepreneurs don't get lost in reading about what's going on in the royal wedding. But I'm really excited about some blog posts that I'm going to post this week too. And I'm just finalizing my schedule for the week too. Because even though we technically don't start work again until Tuesday, so everyone's out of town, I'm just making sure I'm really ready to go to hit the road running. So whatever you do on your Sundays... Just make sure that you reset yourself and that you take time to work on projects that you want to. Have a great day, you guys. Hey, you guys. Odian here. It is the Daily Grind, day 11. Okay, so I'm sure everyone was like, why did your voice just get really high-pitched? But I get excited really easily. So here's the thing. It was a long weekend, like I was kind of leading up to. So it was Monday. And so yesterday, I stayed up late getting a lot of things done. I woke up this morning and I just made sure I started my day off right. I did my daily routine, except I added in a 45-minute workout into it. And that was such a great start. Um, And then little things happened. Like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a coffee today. So I went to go drive and get a coffee. And then my eyebrow person, just the ladies will understand how important it is to have an eyebrow person, messaged me when I was grabbing my coffee to tell me that she could get me in. And I was only like 10 minutes away. So I was like, yes, okay, I'll be there right away. And then I came home and I've been organizing and cleaning all day. I'm a huge fan of cleaning on long weekends. And yes, as an entrepreneur, we don't really get long weekends anymore. But I think when our businesses is people, we still kind of get them. Because for me, no one wants to talk about business on the long weekend. They want to go and enjoy the sun kind of so to speak so I let them do that and I organize my life so today my point is organization so I've been spending all day I've been going through my desk I went through my car I'm going through levels of my house I'm going through my laptop I'm making sure there's any unfinished blogs that I started but I didn't know what I wanted to say finishing those up just really planning and organizing I probably should have threw meal prep in there today but I did not But I just got that. And honestly, like even just looking in my office area, it feels like a weight slipped it off my shoulder. So for those that are really creative, they always say creative brains are messy. And I think that's true because when I'm in my most creative, you would think a tornado went off in my house and 10 children live in there. 
so but you know what it's so refreshing because even though the creative mind will say but this way i can see everything and i don't forget anything it just clears the mind and gives it a fresh start because let's be honest a creative person like myself in two weeks will destroy everything again but it's just it's such a good feeling so when you're being an entrepreneur, it's so easy to get caught up in everything there is to do and throw things around and I'll deal with that later and that's not important. But take, make sure you take the time to reset and just organize your life. Don't do it daily. They say that, you know, don't put $5 jobs if you're worth $100 an hour. But sometimes it's a really great feeling just to clean your house or clean your car or organize and make game plans for the next month because those are things you need to do because if you don't know where you're going or you can't even see a path because you blocked off your front door with things coming in and out of your vehicle you won't get to where you need to get to so have a great week everybody if this was already the first day of your week enjoy it know that great things are going to be happening and just be grateful and yeah not all of us have a whole day to clean everything up so start with something small tell yourself you know for a half an hour, Mondays, I'll clean the kitchen. Half an hour, Tuesdays, the living room. Break it down so it works for you, but also take on a challenge because nothing feels better than that. Have a great day, you guys. Talk soon. Hey, everybody. Odian Welch here. Okay, so today is our first interview, and I have Sandra here. I'm so excited because Sandra is a local entrepreneur in Edmonton who has had her business now for about 10 years and she's just been able to maintain herself through booms and recessions. She's a mom. She is so nice. I can't even describe it. You guys are going to love hearing all the information that she has. So Sandra, just tell me a little bit about your boutique here at Edmonton and Flock. Well, Flock stands first for the love of clothing. We wanted a name that was something we felt passionate about. Um, so that starts with the name. Um, we try to do uh, a good chunk of our inventory uh, Canadian designed or produced in order to support the economy. Um, we do, uh, I'd say our customer, we don't like to put an age to our customer. We feel like it's more about style and, um, well, lifestyle and style, I guess. Uh, but if we had to, we'd say probably 35 to 55. Um, we get our goods from all over. Um, we try, like I said, to do a little bit local, and then we we dabble in the States and we dabble in um, Europe. Ah. So. And speaking of traveling, what's something really interesting that I think is important for us as entrepreneurs to know is that she moved here from Winnipeg, right? Yeah. Yeah, Winnipeg, to start this business. That's how passionate she felt about it and felt that there was a market here. So moving must have been really scary. What was the biggest kind of push that told you, you know what, I need to move to Edmonton to start my business? Uh, well, the person who I wanted to do the business with, my partner today, Janelle, um, lived here. I was open at that time of my life to doing something else. I was working for Ricky's um, as a buyer at the head office in Winnipeg and um, just wanted to test out my ideas and my visions and dreams and stuff so um yeah it was a scary a scary stuff for sure I didn't I didn't really have any family or friends in Edmonton except Janelle <laughs> um but uh I think it was just I, I wasn't married at the time I didn't have children and I think I just felt like if I was going to do something like this it was the right time mm. so it gave me the courage to kind of step out and try it out 
That's actually interesting that you mentioned that you worked at Ricky's. So do you feel that working at Ricky's allowed you to have the knowledge you needed to open this store? Or did you ever think like, maybe I'll stay at Ricky's and they'll listen to my ideas more? Like, did you ever wonder if Ricky's could keep you, like you could stay at Ricky's and do everything you wanted to do? Or do you think being at Ricky's allowed you the knowledge to start this entrepreneur process? I think, yeah, everything you do gives you more knowledge and experience in life for whatever you do in the future, right? Especially because it was in the industry um, that I opened a business in as well. Mm -hmm. It definitely gave me back, great background um, into the buying process. Um, you know, when you're a buyer or a planner at um, like a fashion company or a clothing company, you kind of have your own little business you're running, you know, um, and you meet with management and they're kind of like, you know, your, I'll say, customers that you need to, um, you know, satisfy in different ways, um, you know, financially, uh, product-wise. So for sure, I think that it gave me um, a really good background and um, I guess the experience that I needed to, to go forward and do something like this without feeling like, where do I start? Mm -hmm. You know, and that, what do I know in order to make this business successful? Do you think that other entrepreneurs, if they're, looking at doing a business should maybe try working in that field before they jump into it as much as like they say like I don't want a boss yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's always you know once you become an entrepreneur you'll know there's always good and bad to both sides you know um, it's finding the place being entrepreneur or working for someone else that feels right for you um, but in terms of your question um, uh, that's the way I did it I felt like I wanted to make mistakes at somebody else's expense, I guess you could say. Um, and, you know, working for a big company, you get exposed to a lot of things, you know. Um, there's a marketing department, you know, there's like fit and quality control, um, you know, there's the warehousing, there's product development. So you get really to know a lot of things within all those departments, which is kind of you know, it's going to be a lot of trial and error if you just go out and do it on your own without having any background, right? Mm -hmm. And I just think you set yourself up a little bit more for success, yeah. um, you know, kind of working and getting that knowledge while you work for somebody else. Awesome. And so speaking of trial and error, a lot of entrepreneurs get really started, like scared to start a business because of the finance portion. Right. So for you, did you work another job when you started this? Did you take out a loan? You don't obviously have to disclose everything, but just a general kind of idea to give people some security if they want to start their own. Um, so we did a mixture. Yeah, we got we had to put in um, a percentage of our own um, resources as an investment and then we also took out a loan um, with BDC okay um, so yeah I mean you it's good to have some safety net and you know I, there's there's brave people that we've heard many stories all the time you know they had ten dollars to their name they started a business and then it turns around and five years they're very successful right and which is a great story but I think you know in the average situation you don't get that kind of um outcome yeah <laughs> you know so uh definitely try to have at least a bit of savings you know what's your backup plan um if something goes south you know the first six months um you know what are you going to pay for yourself what is really you know really think about that question we all want to pay ourselves a certain amount yeah. but 
um, really do the numbers and see does it make sense you know what you what you really can pay yourself um, and yeah try to get a loan as best you can it's hard to get a loan depending on what industry you're in and and um, exactly what your business is about but just keep trying and knocking on doors because yeah it's you definitely want something a loan at least helps you to have some capital right yeah. to do exactly set yourself up the way you need to, to, to again set yourself up for success Perfect. So speaking of savings and setting yourself up for success, you've been in Edmonton now for 10 years and there's been a couple of recessions the last 10 years. Yeah. So what do you think was your biggest saving grace that kept your business afloat during those recessions? Um, probably that Janelle and I just don't give up. <laughs> and honestly, we just, and we are like, we have excellent work ethic, you know. Um, we just keep on going. We keep on thinking of what, what's something else we can do. Um, you know, what's the market saying to us? You know, how have customers been? What do we need to change? Um, this is what makes business so challenging, right? You kind of always have to be asking these questions, but during recessions, they hit you hard and um, you really have to have a lot of stamina and um, belief, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. that things will turn around and, and um, you know, they'll get better. I think that was the most important thing that you said was don't give up because so many of us want to give up. We're like, I don't know how I'm making my car payment tomorrow. Like, I can't do this. I'm not cut up for it. And we let the little voice inside of our head listen to, like, be stronger than who we are. So what do you do to, like, when you feel like giving up? Like, have you when you have those moments where you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you do during those moments? Um, I try to do some positive self-talk, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, it's only a slump or it's these, you know, couple of days or I, I need to have a meeting, you know, with Janelle and it's like, hey, let's talk through this. Um, you know, what's new ideas we can have. I try to, you know, really take time to myself to think of or, um, reassess the vision you know yeah um so these are kind of the things that i feel help me get through those times i love that too so you're saying so many great things that entrepreneurs need to hear like vision is so important like we need to know where we're going so i'm gonna mix it up a little bit and you had told me that you're actually a parent with a six-year-old son don't worry she has a look of fear on her face like what are you mixing <laughs> it up with <laughs> so vision when you become a parent your vision changes sometimes so do you, and also like as a woman and a parent, you, you become super mom, right? So you got to make sure he stays alive and then your store stays alive and you stay alive. So yeah. your responsibilities have tripled in a sense. Yeah. So with that, do you think your vision changed um, when you had a child to make your business smaller or bigger or keep it the same? How did having a child and being a business owner kind of change life for you? I think at the start, um, you know, you kind of have to get a different routine in place um, because you obviously have this child that takes over quite a bit um, in your life. And um, I guess the, you know, the priorities um, at the beginning, I think were, okay, I need to keep my business like mainstay and I need to learn about this parenting and then know how to fit it into you know balance the business and parenting side so i'd say that's probably <laughs> that's probably um the best way to describe um what happened and i think as eventually as you get to 
to learn about parenting and your child doesn't isn't so dependent on you etc um then it's like okay roll up your sleeves okay what's what's flock need now you know yeah what, what are we going to do next i love the reflecting part so when you have you ever reflected to think like what would life as a parent be like when you were an employee versus what life would be like as a parent as an entrepreneur and do you, obviously you're still an entrepreneur but have you ever thought about that and the differences and what would you say is one of the big differences you think you would have to experience being an employee versus a business owner with a child probably the number one thing is flexibility um, with a business like with our business Janelle and I both have children now and you know we're pretty open to creating our own schedule um, you know Janelle now only works three days a week um, so you know it's all those changes that we've made in order to fit um, you know our family life with our business life mm -hmm. and and you know sometimes coming in what time do you start what time do you leave that day um, you know, if your child has an event or something, is it a big deal to change things around? No. Um, you know, somebody else comes in or Janelle maybe takes over one of my shifts or something. Um, I'd say that's the number one thing is flexibility. That's awesome. And speaking of family life, uh, as an entrepreneur, balancing family life and business can be hard sometimes, especially in the beginning. And I know you moved here uh, and started out brand new, but do you ever... What is your biggest secret, so to speak, to balance family, social responsibilities, and the business? Ooh, um, I'd probably say just designating time for each of them and not like crossing them over too much. So, for example, you know, five o'clock, I leave, um, and for the next two hours, it's about family. You know, and then after I can maybe catch up and see, you know, is there any email from Flock I need to attend to or anything like that. Um, and I always try to, to, in terms of social responsibility, I always try to implement it in both my social and family life. You know, my son's already learned about, obviously, the environment and, you know, certain things go in this bag, certain things go in the other bag. And Janelle and I are always trying to also be... Um, both community uh, support, you know, mm -hmm. and socially aware um, of things so that our business is an extension of us and what we believe in and helping the, you know, the environment, the world in the small ways that we can. Awesome. I love that. And you brought up another really good point too about scheduling. So as entrepreneurs, I think it's easy to just do it when we feel like it. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, I know sometimes I'm bad for that. Like, ah, oh, clean when I feel like it. And then my house is a mess or yeah. things like that. Um, so I think as entrepreneurs, it's really important to remember you guys to schedule your life in and know when you're going to do X, Y, and Z, whether it is admin work that you don't want to do or it is the fun stuff or it is the family stuff. And also, um, in regards to scheduling, I think delegation is really important. Um, when I walked into your store, you had an amazing staff member who greeted me, and then I was distracted by clothing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love that you have the vision to know that you need staff so you can do the other things that make your business grow. Yeah. So do you only have um, customer service staff, or do you have other staff that sometimes entrepreneurs want to say, they're not big enough for so let's say like bookkeepers or accountants or things like that yeah um we have in terms of the store we have six staff um you know everybody is um 
an associate on the floor, like a sales or fashion guru, whatever <laughs> you want to call them, you know, but um, we call it fashion friend actually. Um, but they all have um, something else that they specialize in or focus on for the business. Like for example, Megan, who you met out there, she's our systems person. So in terms of putting in inventory, um, keeping track of anything that has been damaged and needs to be sent back, um, items like that. So that would be under Megan. Um, somebody else would be doing social media. So we have Shalene who is just focused on our social media. Um, so as you grow, I think you realize you can't do everything um, and you have to be realistic with yourself and say, okay, where can I really, you know, add another person on? And, you know, if you are growing and things are going in the right direction, then I think a lot of times it's yes, the mm -hmm. answer, you know, and it's just like, okay, what do I need full-time, part-time? What is the number one thing that would help me take, take something off my plate that I could give to somebody like that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, do you feel, sorry to interrupt, but do you feel like adding staff help generate more revenue for you um, in some ways? Because it, like for me, I think when I think of staff or even a contractor or just hiring someone to help me with things, I think this allows me to do the things that I'm really good at and it's creating right. my business. So there's been a couple times for me where I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay this person, but I need help. Yeah. So do you find that the revenue usually kind of matches what you bring on if you bring on good help? Um, yeah, you know, it's hard to measure sometimes when they're not a salesperson, right? They're doing yeah. back-end stuff and you're, you're not attaching directly a sale to that. But you know that if the store, if everything's, all our systems are moving um, successfully and everything is, you know, getting done that needs to get done in order for us to have the best sales experience for our customer and to be set up the best way we can to make the most sales. Um, then I'd say, yeah, um, we have had people come on and, and there's all different types of salespeople, but where we see directly sales have gone up because that person is just that good at their, uh, that good at their job. Right. Mm. And you don't always get that, you know, <laughs> but that's what you strive for, right? That someone yeah. fits your brand that well. And that's passionate about, um, you know, the product and helping give the best service um, where you can see that direct relationship. Mm. And I love too that you just said brand. I think a lot of people don't know what their brand is or who they are or their colors or there's so many different aspects of brand. Mm -hmm. How did you guys decide what your brand was going to be? Um, well, first I came to Edmonton for a couple of days just to see what the um, boutique scene was like um, before actually opening one up. <laughs> Um, and I think I always felt, even in living in Winnipeg, that there was always a miss for my age group um, in terms of a little bit more fashionable and it doesn't need to break the bank. I mean, yes, our goods, our items are more expensive than probably half the stores at the mall, but um, you know, you get what you pay for a lot of times. They're more specialty, more unique. Yeah. Um, you know, they're smaller designers, right? So the goods are always a little bit more expensive to make. And I also like that your goods, sorry, I totally interrupted you again, but That's okay. um, with your goods, they're not, they're trendy, but they're not the trends that make you uncomfortable. Like for me, I'm a little bit curvy. And so I see skirts and I'm like, I feel like I'm showing everything to everybody. Yeah. And I find that it's really hard to find dresses. And as soon as I walked in, there was all these dresses where it's like I could wear them to work, but a summer barbecue too, because they were just so fun and funky. Yeah. 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 
So it was, yeah, picking the target market, you know, is what we started with. Um, and then what does she do? What does she believe in? Um, what is her lifestyle? Um, you know, because then that helps us determine what we need to bring into the store to put in her closet, right? Mm -hmm. um, so um, in terms of... Um, in terms of um, the clothing and um, in terms of the clothing, um, we we try to do fifty percent Canadian. So again, it kind of gets back to you know supporting the economy yeah. and the community. Um, but I think that's about it. Perfect. No, that's great. Uh, so this is gonna be my last question and then I'm gonna set you free because I see how busy your store is. Like if you guys are not at Flock or haven't been to Flock in Edmonton, you need to get there because you might, your wallet might be mad at me after because you're gonna leave with a whole new closet, but it's worth every moment of it. So the thing for me is I think there's always little things we don't know going into as, as an entrepreneur and then we find out later down the road. So what was the one thing you wish you knew at the beginning that you know now? Uh, the one thing. Um, just it's like a constant change it's constant up and down constant up and down you know you always think um, and I don't know if you ever really always like feel that you catch up with everything you know it's almost like you have to get comfortable with both those things you know and then that'll help you um, I guess focus on the other things you need to in order to keep going. Mm, like focusing, like knowing that you're on an entrepreneurial roller coaster, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, so I totally did a fib because I actually do have one more question and then that's actually okay. the end yeah, of the question. Okay. Um, did you have like a mentor or coach throughout the business? Did you have one in the beginning? Do you still have one now? Where do you find like your mentorship and guidance? And do I you think other people, should, sorry, that's a double question. And do you think other people should have them as well when being an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think mentor and coaching, um, everything's new when you open up a business if you haven't done it before. Um, just to keep your feet on the ground, like a mentor or coach is excellent. Um, you know, it's somebody to bounce ideas off of. It's somebody who's obviously um, done a business before and has the experience in, in many um, challenges of business that can help you either see a different light or, you know, come up with a different um, solution or just for you to let out what you need to let out and you know and be a sounding board perfect yeah, yeah. and sorry for myself I did not have one and it would have been excellent to have one what I was happy that I had was Janelle because um, at least it was a partnership and we used each other almost as mentors you know <laughs> um, one day it's my turn one day it's her turn right so yeah be there for each other so Perfect. That's, um, I'm going to just bring that up, even though it's almost the end, but you, who we surround ourselves with as an entrepreneur is key. And I love that you found a partner who helped you with all that, even when you were in a new city. So, um, that is kind of something that I really want to reiterate to everybody is make sure like who you surround yourself with helps you get through that. Yeah. So to kind of wrap things up, like make sure you know your brand, Make sure you support, I think the fact that you support local as much as you do just shows your values as a company, but also helps, like, shows that you understand that we all need to support each other. Each other yeah. Yeah. Sure. And that it goes a long way. And even on the days we want to pull out our hair, yeah, it can, <laughs> it can be a lot of things. And also, like, 
don't be afraid to take a plunge. Like you literally moved to a new city, yeah, left your job and opened a new store and made it work. So take the plunge, but don't just like jump in. Yeah. Like as much as you took the plunge, you still did your research beforehand, yeah. which I think is really important as well is to yeah. do the research. Yeah. So that is everything, everybody. There is more entrepreneurs to come. If you want, you need to check out Fl Flock. I almost called it Fluke. <laughs> uh, Flock Boutique. Um, and just get some really trendy new items for summer and just help you stand out as an entrepreneur. They're on 124th Street and 101st Ave in Edmonton. Can they get your clothing online as well? Uh, our website, we just redid our website, so it should be back up and running by July. Okay. Um, and we don't do online yet. Okay. We do uh, gift cards that you can purchase online. Okay. Um, but Facebook and Instagram are huge for us, so. Perfect. So make sure you check out their Facebook and Instagram. What is your Facebook and Instagram? It is Flock Boutique, F-L-O-C Boutique. So make sure you guys get on there and follow them too and leave comments in regards to that, because you know, I feel like you're just really open to feedback. So if your client said, hey, we're looking for these kind of items, you would listen, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's so much better than you know going to those big box retailers and waiting for them to tell you what to wear. <laughs> we're always waiting for somebody to come in and then give us a chance for us to help them fill their closet in and make them happy. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you again so much. I loved having my time with you. And you guys look forward to more podcasts. Talk to you soon. Hey you guys, Daily Grind Day 13. Um, I skipped yesterday because we loaded the interview and um, I missed talking to you guys. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just kind of missed you guys. Because uh, in some ways the Daily Grind is nice for me because then I get to recap everything. So it's the middle of the afternoon right now. I'm stuck in rush hour traffic. Uh, as an entrepreneur, I try to avoid rush hour traffic, but sometimes it's inevitable. Um, but actually moments ago, I just kind of felt like I was breaking down as an entrepreneur. I kind of wanted to go into the corner and cry even though I was driving. So I thought, you know what, this is the best time for me to come on with you guys because I just really want to be vulnerable and transparent on this podcast about being an entrepreneur. So this morning I had a couple wins. Um, I sealed the deal for me to start doing some, uh, business and book signings in Vancouver. So that was really exciting. Uh, but then uh, pretty much, um, some unexpected, uh, expenses came up or as I like to call them investments, cause everything's an investment. Everything you pay for invest into something that you want in life. And I was just really frustrated because I have a lot coming up the next two weeks. Um, a lot that's revenue generating, uh, which is super exciting. I love revenue generating things, but also you got to do things to generate the revenue. Napoleon Hill says that creativity can actually create more revenue than, like, you know, money or action or that kind of thing. But sometimes you got to just really do stuff. And so it hurts when it's like, oh, my gosh, I have to pay these things. But uh, how am I going to get gas in my car to go do X, Y, Z or things like that? Like you just have those moments. And in those moments of you, you thinking, what the heck am I doing? Am I like the world's worst entrepreneur? Take a moment and reflect. You're probably not. But you have to ask yourself, have I been doing everything? Have I been being consistent? Because that's what I had to do. So for me, I turned my music really loud and I drove kind of angry, like not angry driving, but I just thought, oh, but I really reflected and I said, okay, what have I been doing? What's coming in? What could I do to make this work right now? Do I need to be at all the events that I'm committed for? Does this need to happen? And I really like took a moment and reflected on my schedule. And personally for me, 
that's the best thing I can do. I called, I have a couple people that I kind of call my speed dial emergency button. And I said, you know what? Like I, I'm stressed today as an entrepreneur. I had some wins this morning, but I also had some losses and they're kind of hitting me in the stomach. And they just reminded me like, you know what? Like you were really hard, right? Like we see what you do. We see that you send emails at midnight and we see that you're always about that. But most importantly, what one of my like in case of emergency calls said was that they're like you know what even if it feels like you're not gonna win you're gonna win because you love what you do and you love people and that really resonated with me because I do love people and as much as sometimes I'm like I don't like people because they drive me crazy I love being able to give back what I have so if I wasn't an entrepreneur I wouldn't be able to give back all the skills knowledge and trades that I have so I took that moment of, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And refound my why. So make sure, you know, take some time to read Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich to get more creative. Take some time to read Simon Sinek, Start With Why, and just really reroute yourself on days like that. And just focus on the wins, even if it seems like there's more losses than wins. Because you know what, like Stanley Cup champions or football champions or all those things, they weren't one on a hundred wins. They were one on some losses and some wins. So go out there, you guys, and get it. And just to recap, 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 it is okay to be vulnerable. It is okay to wonder what the heck you're doing. As long as you shake it off, dance, sing, listen to some rap music, whatever it is you need to do, and you get back on that entrepreneur horse. I know you can do it. And the reason, even though we've never met, I know you can do it because you're taking time to listen to podcasts to develop yourself. So go out there and kick butt like nobody else can because no one believes in what you're doing more than you do. Have a great day, you guys. Good morning, everybody. I am here with Nicola Elise Ryan. I am so excited to have her on the show today because, you know, it's Odie in here with The Daily Grind. She is actually a real estate agent here in Edmonton who is just killing it. She has been doing it for 10 years. And you're probably thinking, okay, so she's old and ancient. <laughs> no, you guys, see, she's laughing. She is young, vibrant, and fresh. And she just really, even though she's been in the industry for 10 years, she cares about her clients like I have never seen before. I love working with her on some business projects. I love referring everybody I know to her. So I really wanted to bring her on to the show today just so you guys can know what life like a real estate agent is really like. So Nicola, tell us a little bit about yourself. What an introduction. Okay. <laughs> so yes, my name is Nicola and I started real estate at the young age of 21. I got into it so young, I you know, I don't even know how. I just I just knew I wanted to be a realtor. Uh, in college, we had to do a placement program in an industry we were excited about. And I went and did 30 hours of free filing at the Remax office. <laughs> and I sat in the back watching these fabulous women walk back and forth, killing it, making deals, making money, and just having a great life. And I said, that's me. And so here we are, fast forward 10 years later, and I'm sitting on the couch with you. Oh, that's so awesome. So I'm going to kind of take a twist right at the beginning, and I'm okay. not sure how you're going to feel about it, but you recently just got engaged. I did, yes. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And how long were you dating for? We were together about three and a half years before he popped the question. Oh, wow. See, and I'm biased. I love her now, fiance. He is hilarious. But the reason I brought that up, not mm -hmm. to be sexist in any way, is, you know, some people are going to be like, why are you asking about that? But did you find being kind of an entrepreneur, because being a real estate agent is being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. did you find it hard relationship-wise, like to keep relationships, to get to this relationship, <laughs> anything <laughs> like that? That's Pate, you guys. He wanted <laughs> to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, you know, when I first started in the real estate world, I was definitely a quote-unquote workaholic. I was driven and all I wanted to do was build my empire. So dating was not really a priority and these poor guys would ask me out, I would say yes and I would cancel. <laughs> cancel, cancel, cancel. I have to go close a deal. I remember one time I even brought a file to a date on just off White Ave and I said, if my clients call to buy this house, I'm going to leave. And sure enough, they called. He was very cordial. He paid the bill and then um, I went and closed the deal. And But we never had another date, so... <laughs> Uh, well, at least he paid the bill. You know, I feel like nowadays guys don't want to pay the bill. Uh, I actually love that you just said that because I know for myself too, sometimes I'm like, um, this is a schedule opportunity for personal time. That's this right. is what I can date you. That's right. Yeah, 100%. I had to kind of block that personal time off. But you know what's funny is even though it was hard to date. I still had tons of time for my friends and my girlfriends and I became really close and they were always very supportive of me building my empire. So they didn't complain when I had to cancel on them. Mm. So it, uh, it strengthened other bonds while it didn't allow me to uh, have, I guess, a man around. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know, we can have an anti-bad moment. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying that it strengthened bonds for you. Yes. Pate is really excited because it strengthened the bond with Pate, I think. That's right. And now she follows me everywhere, including to your podcast interview. (laughs) Um, So what do you think was like, if you could look back at the friends that supported you or helped you or just the people, what was the kind of best support or best supportive advice that you got from someone who wasn't in the industry, who just really wanted to see you succeed? Wow, that's a really great question. You know, I can't think, I can't remember one piece of advice, but I do remember them being very patient with me. And even though they weren't giving me maybe tips or tricks, they were listening. They were, when I was venting, they would, um, they would allow me to come and go when I needed and they didn't give me any flack for it. So I think if, I think just them being patient with me and them allowing me to uh, have my dreams and not, and not kind of abandon me because I was, abandoning them kind of (laughs) if that makes sense that does make sense did you ever feel like guilty like sometimes yeah sometimes when I wasn't around especially with my family you know didn't see my mom as much didn't see my dad but 10 years later I have all the free time I've built this empire and I'm I'm where I want to be so I can now spend the time with my friends and family and my fiance. <laughs> uh, yeah. So actually, and then you just said empire. Yeah. So people may not know this about you, but you created keys to coffee. Coffee to keys. Coffee yeah. to keys. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. About five years ago, I rebranded myself. Um, so it's the Nicolay Lease from Coffee to Keys real estate team. And what we did is coffee what is coffee to keys it's a low pressure genuine conversation with my clients your referrals your friends your family where we just talk about their real estate needs and you know typically it's at a starbucks or at my office and we're enjoying a cup of coffee together and then we bond a little bit and then the next thing you know i'm taking the keys to sell their home or i'm handing them the keys to their new property so that's where coffee to keys was born and i feel we are if it's not an empire now we're definitely on track to get there well you have like video commercials you have them online Mm -hmm. on facebook and then you just downloaded an app or you created an app 
That's right. Yes. Okay. For the last two years, I've been working on developing my own real estate app. There's nothing like this on the market. What it does is an app for my clients to use, 100% free, of course. It comes with working with Nicola and Lise, Coffee to Keys real estate team. And they, they use the app. And what it does is it keeps them on track. It, it's, it's a calendar, so they know when their showings are, knowing, knowing when their appointments are. It's linked to Google Maps. It has task lists, which let them know exactly how far along they are in the transaction, where they need to go. All of their documents are in there. So it's really just a one-stop mobile information depot for all of their real estate needs in one spot. Uh, so I'm really proud. It's been my baby. It's been something we've been working on and beta testing for so long. And anyone out there who's developed a comprehensive website or an app knows how <laughs> frustrating it can be when you hit all these roadblocks. So we're just at the final stages. And it's been kind of cool. We took a little... We did a little twist is that I've also rebranded it and I'm going to start selling it to other realtors who want oh. to look like rock stars of their industry, who want to look like they have their very own app. It can be customized to that realtor. So it will look like theirs. So oh. it's, it's been pretty cool. So it's been a journey for sure, but we're almost done. You know what I actually really like about that is I don't like paper. Like yeah. with everything that I do, I have a lot of paper, mm -hmm. but I'm like, where's that one piece of paper? Yeah. What did I do with it? Right? Like uh, yesterday I drove back home because I forgot a piece of paper and I had reorganized my office. So it wasn't where I left it oh, anymore. No. And I was like, man, I cleaned up so good. I can't find anything. So <laughs> with your clients, like for me, I'd be like, okay, what is it I was supposed to do again? I know I wrote it on that post-it. That's right. Yeah, and you know, even my most organized clients, let's say that perfect A-type client who has checklists, who color coats things, it, they're just, they've never done it before. They either it's the first time buying a home or the first time selling or even they're upgrading and they have a stressful life situation. Like anytime somebody's buying or selling a property, something is changing in their life. So there's so much more than just buying a home. It's having a baby or it's, you know, a mother passing away and they have to sell the estate. So there's so much more going on than just selling a home. So with the app, it is that easy. So you don't have to drive home and look for that piece of paper ever again when you're selling a house with me. <laughs> I love that. And also, like, I think people need to really understand not that you're mobile, but the industry's mobile. So, you know, sometimes mm. people will say, oh, I know a real estate agent or I know this or that. But like, I actually see you because I follow you on social media mm -hmm. on the road, like driving to your clients, picking them up. So how important do you think that is to have a realtor that is mobile and will come to you and literally go to every side of the city? Yeah, you know, I don't specialize in any one area of the city. I find that so boring. I think it's my job to know the entire market, whether that's Edmonton, Sherwood Park, uh, you know, all at north side, east side, west side, Leduc, Devon. It's just so much more exciting when my clients are more diverse and their homes are more diverse. So I think it's really important that you have somebody that does know the entire market and is excited about that because you all you do you do work, spend a lot of time with your realtor and it's important that you know like and trust them so find somebody that does suit um suit your personality and also suit your needs if you want to buy in the north side and they specialize in the south side find somebody who's a little bit more diverse see and that's really good too and so um i think like to kind of go back to being an entrepreneur because you mm -hmm. know that's what you are as a real estate agent you are an entrepreneur and you're driving a lot, how do you maximize that driving time? Because I know it can be really frustrating sometimes if you're like, I have to drive from one side of the city <laughs> to the other side of the city, and now it's rush hour too, so I can make this in time. So what do you do when you're in the car? Yeah, great question. So when I'm in the car, I, I answer all my phone calls. I'm calling back on hands-free, of course. On hands-free, okay. yes, Bluetooth. <laughs> no, put the phone down, ladies. Don't text and drive. 
So I'm answering all the phone calls. Uh, and I'm also, I'd like to do Highway University, it's called. My dad used to, from a young age, uh, instilled, use that time because I am on the road. Yesterday I was on the road, I think for four and a half hours total. Uh, and I used a whole tank, or no, sorry, a whole, like a half a tank of gas. But what I do is I books on tape. Books on tape about professional or personal development. Uh, or, and I use that time to talk to friends, catch up, call my mom, call my dad, uh, just to spend a little bit of time with them because I am working from, like yesterday, I think my first appointment was 6.30 and I got home around 9 p.m. 6.30 a.m. 6.30 a.m. Wow, I didn't know you could look at houses that early. No, you know what? If you weren't looking at houses, it was more professional development. It was networking appointments. Uh, okay. All the other things that come along that are not client-related, just business-related. Uh, see, and you bring up another point, too. A lot of things happen in the back end mm -hmm. when you have your business. So what do you think... For me, I always say the little things become the big things, right? Yeah. If you ignore them long enough. Yes. So what do you think are the little things that whether you're any, whatever kind of entrepreneur you are, whether you're a real estate agent or a contractor mm -hmm. or anything like that, what do you think are those little things that are really important to make the time for? Um, really important to make the time for, I think health, making sure that your, your body is physically able to do your job which was a hard hurdle for me um, when I got busy. That was the first thing to go. You know, yoga stopped, working out stopped. Uh, but again, now I'm a little bit older. Uh, I, can, I can allocate that time and I realize without your health, you really don't have anything. So I think it's important, even if you spend 20 minutes by yourself in the morning with a cup of coffee walking around your block, that is something that I love. It helps clear my head. Uh, I get a fresh start to the day. So I would say, yeah, your health is a small little thing that can build up. Like you said, it becomes a yeah. big issue, you know, if you let it go too long. Uh, and another thing, I baths. I don't know baths. I used to just, you know, I was quick in and out of showers and just getting rushed to appointments. But now I'm thinking, oh gosh, I would really wish I spent more time on myself and just relaxing. So I think it's important. We get caught up, so caught up in our business, and it becomes our everything. And uh, you know, our whole world is wrapped around our business as entrepreneurs. But we have to remember, there's we're doing this for certain things. So remember your goals and remember that personal time and that health and make sure you spend a little bit of time, uh, block that off for yourself. Mm -hmm. And speaking of personal time, I find, cause you said you were networking. Mm -hmm. I find networking to kind of be personal time sometimes. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, what am I doing here? Like I feel like I'm the smallest peg in the group that I'm with. That's and right. then other days I feel like I'm like the biggest one and I'm like, oh my gosh. So. But what do you think are the most common mistakes that people make when they're networking? That, what do they call it? The drive-by where you drop a card off in somebody's hand and keep going. <laughs> that, there's no relationship building there. Uh, my entire career I have focused on relationship building. So you will never see me at one of those events just throwing cards at every seat or every table or every hand and then walking by. Uh, I think it's important to focus on one person at an event that you feel you could have a, re a referral relationship with or a personal relationship with and spend a little bit of time. Pick two or three people, build a relationship, and I think that's a su successful event. But that's a huge yeah, faux pas in my world is don't just come hand me a card and then walk away because I'm, I don't know who you are, what you do. And sometimes these business cards don't even have your email address on it or your business name. So it's just ridiculous. Or what you are. Or what, yeah. Oh my gosh, I went to one event and there was a guy and I watched him and he was like, hey, my name's Bob, blah, 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 and it's going, and then I was like, okay, and then I got home that day, and I was going through my business cards, which um, I don't know if you're bad for sometimes, but sometimes I put my business card somewhere safe, and then I don't know where it is That's for right. two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when you have so many. Yeah, and uh, so I was doing that with the this networking guy. I'm watching him run from person to person, but then when I got home, I was like, what does this guy do again? 
Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. and it didn't have it on his card. It just had like Bob Smith 401 for all your needs. And I was like, what's, what's all my needs? <laughs> it's just, yeah, that's another thing. A great point. If you're going to go to these networking events, have a business card that speaks to your brand, speaks to your personality and is clear and concise. Yeah. That is so huge. And I mean, we've all made those business cards ourselves when we first started and printed them online, you know, 99 bucks for 500 cards. But I find um, getting a second pair of eyes, get somebody else to look at them. Even, I mean, graphic designers, you can often hire them for 100, 200 bucks an hour yeah. and get a really steady, great card. So that's, yeah, great point. I definitely, if when I get those cards, they go in, in my purse and then out the purse the next day. Yeah, and... Um, for anybody who's like really new listening to this, mm-hmm. I know sometimes $100, $200 can seem so stressful. Yes. So things like Fiverr can yeah. be really good. Um, Upwork. There's um, a lot of programs where you can create your own business cards. That's right. Uh, Canva, Canva is really good. Um, so just like, you know, don't be think that you have to spend money right away. Take five or ten minutes and look for ways that you can save money because it might save you a lot of money in the long run we use canva almost exclusively for all of our our real estate flyers because it is if you at first we use the free program but now we've upgraded to pay 9.99 american a month and you can actually save everything and you have folders and they save your colors and they recommend things to you so for you know 120 bucks a year we're using canva exclusively and it looks very professional we get lots of comments on it so yes, that is a great tip. Yeah, I do love Canva. Sometimes I get frustrated with big events and I'm like, there's not enough space for everything yeah. I need. <laughs> what do but, I do? Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Um, actually, I kind of want to... So one of the reasons I love you so much mm-hmm. and to go back into networking is um, the company that I worked with had a bad name, but yeah. they did great things. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for a new real estate agent to network with. And you said, I, so someone had our mutual friend that we didn't know was now it's a mutual friend Mm -hmm. had always told me about his real estate agent. So he's my really good friend. And he said, my real estate agent took such good care of me. She calls me on my birthday and she says this. And I was like, Hey, I need someone like that because all the other real estate agents that I was working with were kind of, I want to say like one trick ponies Mm -hmm. and they were chasing the big bucks. So when I'd help someone save money for their first home, they're like, eh, it's not a half a million dollars. I'm good. Yeah. And so I was like, I got to meet this Nicola. I got (laughs) to see what she's about. And so I called you and was like, I know this is really weird. Can we go out to eat? I think I want to work with you. Like that kind of thing. And I I told you who I was involved with and you still were willing to meet with me. And uh, and you got to know me and know that, like, I'm a big people person. I'm like a Care Bear at heart. As <laughs> much as I don't want that in public, I can't deny that. That's true. And I think it was, like, so, so the reason I tell that story is, one, that's one of the reasons I love you even more, because you were willing to take a few minutes out of your day to see, like, I am a person. Mm-hmm. But you don't, you do that with everybody. Like, you don't do. judge anybody and i think that's something we forget sometimes as entrepreneurs like we might you know maybe we make a couple thousand dollars or mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars or we get a lot of awards and we start judging people because we think we're better than them so, i can see that yeah yeah so what do you do to keep you like so humble like is it do you think was your upbringing do you, is it a habit you have do you have a habit of gratitude like what is it that keeps you so humble and down to earth i definitely practice gratitude that is something that i learned um even at a young age, 
you know, things just happened for me. Life was, life was fun. Life was easy. You know, I always got that front row parking spot and I always got the concert tickets I wanted. And, uh, you know, you, you used to wait in line for concert tickets, right? Yeah. Outside the oh my master. gosh. Way to tell everyone how yeah. old we are right now. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> just a little bit. Right. But I always, those things always worked out for me. And I remember, uh, I was like, why does this keep happening? But I was always talking about it. I was saying, I'm so grateful that I got this. I'm so grateful. And then I started doing a little bit of research and gratitude is a really powerful thing so now I practice it the people around me practice it I surround myself with people who understand that gratitude is a life-changing positive a positive thing that you can bring to your world so now it's I've kind of filled up my entire sphere with people who practice gratitude and it just radiates around me so it's really easy to do that and yes it's just now built into who I am um and meeting you, I mean, because our mutual friends said you were so awesome, they were keep saying <laughs> the same things about you. I knew I had to get to know you. I know yeah. I had to be around you. So that was one of those happy, happy accidents where, yeah. you know, somebody introduces us and it was just perfect. And have, I work with people of all different income levels. And again, it keeps it exciting. It keeps yeah. it diverse. I learn a lot. I have sold mobile homes and I've sold $1.5 million states. So it's really just whatever the client's needs are, I'm here to satisfy them. Yeah. And it keeps it interesting. You know, well, mobile homes scare me. I've watched yes. too many tornado movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I would go on site. I'd be like, uh, <laughs> they're not the greatest investment either. So I would just want to throw that out there. Um, so let's, if somebody's thinking about buying a mobile home, let's have a cup of coffee first because they're not, they're, they're hard to resale. So yeah. And of course, Twister, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Like that movie, you know, yeah. it's always like tornado warning, yeah. <laughs> mobile home area and you're like, uh, I'm okay. That's right. Um, to go back to your attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. So I think like when we're doing our business, sometimes there's days that just suck. Mm-hmm. Like, so when you feel like your cup's getting empty and it might be like, I don't know if it's ever harder for you to see that gratitude sometimes. Maybe mm-hmm. like three deals in a row didn't go through or so. I don't yeah. think that happens for you. But uh, like, you know, or your car breaks down and it's something really important, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Uh but <laughs> what what do you do when it's like so it's like empty or like, you know, maybe you're in a room full of negative people. How do you remember like, OK, I have to recenter myself? Great question. Um, you know, I, I get frustrated and things fall through just like everybody else. But typically if something's typically if something goes wrong. Uh, it could always be worse. So, you know, I'm thankful that if my car stalls, it wasn't an accident, you know, or yeah. if those three deals fell through that it, you know, wasn't something that we could control. You know, the house had mold. Well, we're not going to buy it. Or, you know, the house uh, has asbestos. We're not going to buy it. So those are things I can't control. Um, so I'm just grateful that we caught it. You know, I'm grateful that we, we made the right decision. My client came back away and I focus on that instead of off oh, frig. You know, the deal didn't go through. And the client, the client is happy. You know, they're happy yeah. that we you know it's frustrating they kind of emotionally moved into the house and then you that deal dies so you know I'm, I just focus on making them happy again and moving on to the next task and it it just it's all it's just naturally flows that way mm-hmm. so but I mean like I said I get frustrated and pissed off just like everybody else and I have my little venting session and I do some yoga and then I move on mm-hmm. you know what I'm not sure if you guys caught that or not but she kind of does the old tale of a a door closes, a window opens. Definitely. That kind of thing. Because, yeah, those people are frustrated, but you know what? You just saved yourself from living in asbestos Mm -hmm. or living in mold or that deal didn't go through, but it was the right thing for somebody else. So 
I think you guys, when you're really stressed or you're really angry, it's really important to find that there's like a silver lining somewhere. And I know it's really hard or if there's an opportunity that wasn't seen mm -hmm. in that thing, like maybe, for example, with the house, that house has mold. Well, maybe the person who was living in it didn't even know it had mold. That's right. So now they're bad at the real estate agent and yeah. then they're hiring you. <laughs> That's right, 100%. And, you know, I've had some pretty in my career, some, some people knock me down, you know, people not wanting you to succeed or maybe a little bit jealous or whatever's going on. And they definitely knock me down and it was hard and you cry and you know, you, you realize you, you just, it, you feel like, what am I working towards? Why are people doing this? It just doesn't make sense. But the best part of who I am now and the best part of my, you know, Nicola Lee's coffee to keys real estate team grew from those people being so negative and being mm -hmm. in my world and they slammed a door in my face but I didn't see it then but looking back now it was like this beautiful window in the background with sun gleaming through <laughs> fresh rain and a beautiful rainbow was waiting for me so we've had that and you know what sometimes when people when younger agents come to me and we you know they, they take me for a cup of coffee and pick my brain they share their stories of something similar. and like, oh, girl, just sit, wait. You know, it's coming. It's coming. It, just work through it. Just keep your head down and keep working through it because there is that window that's open for you. Mm. And so you're saying, like, people push you down and stuff. I'm just going to ask this question, mm -hmm. and I, I always have to say this. So I'm like, I don't want to offend anybody on this, but girls will understand that sometimes girls aren't the nicest to each other or women mm -hmm. or females, however you want to word it. Um, how do you overcome that? I feel like it's kind of ingrained in us at a young age to like kind of think of other women as a competition. So how do you deal with um, females, I'll say females, mm -hmm. that treat you as competition and want to push you down? Well, you know, and do I you, think, oh, sorry, And do you find it's more from females or males in your industry that want to make you not work with you? The, I've, only, I've only experienced negativity coming from a female in this industry and uh she came from a place of power too so it was um it was uh it was rough it was uh it was hard but um you know yeah yeah okay shit sorry that's okay <laughs> no sorry uh we got distracted and that's okay because we're having a great time so just to wrap it up is there any tip that you want to give anybody um like, what is the biggest tip you want to give to anybody who's thinking about going into the real estate industry mm -hmm. or kind of like doing their own business and going against the grain? Yeah, you know what? Put your head down and power through it. Just work, focus. A business plan really helped me stay focused. And same with a business coach. Uh, I got lucky and I found a great business coach about five or six years ago and he really helped me work through things like procrastination because I was getting in my own way. And I'm sure there's many people like that out there. Uh, as well as... Just focus and involve your friends and family. I got people involved so that they, my dream became a little bit of their dream. And now it's so beautiful because they're all, they, they always let me know how proud they are of me and uh. how they worked through the tough times with me. And so they're bought into it and it becomes like a team atmosphere. So just keep your head down, work. Don't be afraid to know your weaknesses and find somebody who can help you with those. Um, just to let know, where did you find your mentor? My uh, mentor was actually a real estate agent that was in my office and she was just so cool. I wanted to be her. So uh, I jumped on board with her and then I found my business coach uh, through a networking event. He, so, and he's, he was just a business coach. His name's Brad Hallowell. He's amazing. I recommend him to everybody. And uh, you can just go online and search business coach in your local area and a bunch of results will pop up. Perfect.
perfect. Or you can refer them to me. Oh, know. that's right. Yeah, Odia to take care. Yeah, yeah. Odia is also the best coach as well. And if they want to get a hold of you, um, how can they do that? I am on all the social media links. I got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as Nicola Elise. Okay. And I'll write that down below for everybody. Perfect. Oh, Pate's saying goodbye. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's saying wrap it up, ladies. And then, of course, uh, my website, www.nicolaelise.com, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-E-L-I-S-E.com. And my cell phone number, I prefer all of my clients to call me directly. Don't call the office. You're just going to get a receptionist. Get at me personally on my cell at 780-504-1182. Perfect. Thank you so much, you guys. Um, there is a lot more interviews to come. Maybe Pat Tay will swing by one more time. <laughs> if you guys have any questions, too, you can write them on the bottom of the podcast or you can reach both of us directly. And we'd love to hear from you and any other questions you have. Hey, you guys. Day 13, 14 kind of blended together on the daily grind here with Odeon Welch. I guess sometimes I have to mix it up. However, you guys need to make sure you're messaging me if I miss a day because I want to make sure I'm accountable to you as well. So uh, the sum of my last two days, why actually it took me so long to get this post up is because I was going through some mentorship and coaching. See, even though I coach and mentor people, I still need a reality check every once in a while. So yesterday I spent my entire day with um, the $10,000 makeover guy. He'll find ten. He'll find the $10,000 hole in your bit boat, and he really does. And then today, I actually went to a mentorship event and listened to a whole bunch of other mentors just to see what they're doing, that kind of thing. And I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm the best of the best. I don't need to listen to anybody. But even when we're the best of the best, we need to listen to somebody. Because there has been, there. I do not think I have ever met one person who's ever read every single book written. Like every single book written. Because even though you could read all the great entrepreneur books or all the great habit books or all the great lifestyle books, they're all different genres and each of us, the way we gravitate to books or knowledge or people uh, allows us to see things. So for me, I really like books like um, Paul Coelho's The Alchemist because I like a little bit of fiction and adventure, but I want to learn at the same time. I also like a lot of kind of punch me in the gut books that remind me, okay, this is what I need to do. And I also like really practical books that give me X, Y, Z, how I get from A to B, that kind of thing. But I also know some people who love reading biographies and historical books and all those kind of things. We all have a genre. Even if we go and make a goal to read every kind of book, we will still not read every kind of book. So by going out there and being mentored by other people, it allows us to get more knowledge that we can't expose ourselves to on the own, on ourselves. It also is crazy because the thing is, when we're really into something, whether it's our business or our lifestyle or our family life or whatever it is, when we're so into it, we're emotionally connected. So we might think we know the problem or we're so sure we know the problem, but that problem might not be the problem. It's just something that's bugging us. So it's really important to get that outsider view to know what's going on and why it's going on. And don't get me wrong, like when you're just starting out as an entrepreneur, YouTube is your best friend because it's free and you can listen to all that stuff for free. But you know what? Invest in yourself because taking that time, even if you're like, oh my gosh, this is like $500. Oh gosh, I don't even know how to pay my car payment. Trust me, I've been there before in the past, but it was worth it because 
that $500 invested, even if it was $50 invested to go to an event and talk to somebody, generated that revenue for me. Sometimes it wasn't right away and it was kind of like pain to have paid that, but in the long run, it generates that because you're investing in yourself and you have to ask yourself, if you don't invest in yourself, why is someone else going to invest in yourself? And by that, I mean your product that you're selling, whether it's houses or telephones or plumbing or even coaching. If you don't invest in yourself, who's gonna invest in you? So make sure you take that time to do that for yourself and just get it out there. I learned so much the last two days. Um, I hung out with Tyler Neeson, Rosalind Fong. I, ha- I hung out with some publishers. I hung out with an Olympian, a cupcake gore person. It was so interesting. And they all just expanded me in different ways. Like who would have thought I would learn something from a cupcake baker? And hopefully I learned how to bake cupcakes, which I still did not do. Uh, so just you guys, um, for me, it's the weekend. I'm getting a lot of stuff done next weekend. Uh, you might get a couple days that are melded together again, just because I have two speaking engagements next weekend. And one of them is really big and I'm speaking almost the entire day. So I have lots of prep to do for in my part, because I like to practice a lot. I like to get value. I like to research to see what people want to hear. Um, see the trends in the market, just make sure that I'm really prepared to add value. And I still have to do all of my other responsibilities at the same time. So if it kind of gets a little bit sporadic for me, just, you know, shoot me a note and be like, we miss you. What's going on? But I'll try my best to just let you guys know what week before an event looks like, because there's a lot of things that happen with it. So I'm over my normal, like two minutes that you guys listen to. So I'm going to exit out and I'm going to go back because actually I don't encourage this, but I do my best work at night. So I'm intentionally pulling a 24 hour day just because I find that at nighttime, I feel like my brain wakes up and comes up with really crazy ideas. And I don't want to say crazy, but just creative ideas. My creativity seems to flow. As you can tell, I've had like three Starbucks already. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Have a great day, you guys. Enjoy your weekend.